you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Wednesday, July 26. Governments are failing to address Indigenous disadvantage and now an independent Aboriginal-led watchdog should be created to try to close the gap. That's the recommendation from the Productivity Commission in a draft report revealed in The Australian Today. And it says this new agency should be created regardless of whether or not the voice referendum succeeds. Anthony Albanese should not visit Beijing until China's campaign of trade sanctions stops completely. That's according to the Business Council of Australia's top China expert. Earlier this week, it was revealed the sanctions were not nearly as damaging as China had hoped. But the Business Council says they must be removed altogether. An author who also happens to be a high-flying lawyer and a mother of four has won the Miles Franklin Award. Shankari Chandran, a writer familiar to readers of The Australian, has been honoured for a book inspired in part by her Sri Lankan Tamil heritage. The judges say Shankari Chandran's work should teach us all to open our hearts and minds. In just a moment, we meet this remarkable woman. Picture this, two girls growing up in suburban Canberra. Cousins Shankari Chandran and Priya Sivakumaran swooning over endless repeats of a 1979 movie classic. I love you, I want to marry you. The lovelorn Harry and the headstrong Sibylla playing out the love story at the centre of this adaptation of Stella Miles Franklin's heart-stopping novel, My Brilliant Career. It was perfect for a bit of teen obsession. Dear, dear Harry, maybe I'm ambitious, selfish. I want to be a writer. At least I'm going to try. But I've got to do it now. And I've got to do it alone. And now one of those star-struck Canberra girls is living out a real-life literary fairy tale. Shankari Chandran has just won the nation's most prestigious literary prize, the Miles Franklin Award, created by Franklin herself to ensure brilliant careers were possible for people just like Shankari, telling Australian stories. Here's Shankari Chandran speaking to The Australian's literary editor, Caroline Overington, before the big news was announced on Tuesday night. Do you know much about Miles Franklin herself? Yes, yes, of course. I remember reading My Brilliant Career and then I remember watching My Brilliant Career with my cousin. I had one particular cousin that I grew up with in Canberra. We used to love reading books together. Uh-huh. And so she made me watch My Brilliant Career with her and we replayed the scene where Sam Neill says to Judy Davis, he says something like, don't you love me just a little bit? Something like that. I thought you loved me. Harry. Don't you love me even a little? It's this beautiful scene and he's like, don't you love me just a little bit? And I'm like, oh, I don't know how old I was, really young. I was like, I love you. How 
could love you a lot. <laughs> we'll have to get him along to to present the prize. Oh, could we? Could he love me? <laughs> He's in town, isn't he? He's in, he lives in Sydney. Must be still after. Brilliant is just the word for Shankri Chandran from a family sparkling with intellect and soul. The family, Sri Lankan Tamils, moved to Australia via London 40 years ago as their homeland erupted in violence, triggered by the ongoing persecution of Sri Lanka's ethnic minority, the Tamils. Like so many migrants, the family worked hard to prosper, embracing a new culture while clinging to the old. It's a particularly erudite family full of doctors and lawyers. Shankari's romantic cousin Priya is now at the pinnacle of her chosen career and one of my closest friends. And even Priya would say Shankari was always destined for great things. Shankari was ducks of her school in Canberra. Then she studied law and rose to run the international social justice practice of a giant international law firm, Allen and Overy. Along the way, she had four children and decided to pursue her real dream, writing. The book that won her the Miles Franklin is called Chai Time at Cinnamon Gardens and it's the story of a fictional nursing home in Sydney's north where elderly Australians from around the world are immersed in memories and there's a mysterious disappearance to be solved. The book spans Sri Lanka's tumultuous history and Australia's own reckoning with its colonial past. Here's a snippet of the audiobook of Chai Time at Cinnamon Gardens. It's available on Audible and read here by Rachel Tidd. The teenager at the desk studied her mobile phone with surgical intensity, her thumb skating across its screen, both aimless and purposeful. Maya parked her walker against the desk, her swollen fingers still wrapped tightly around its cushioned frame. She could move from her bed to her bathroom without it, but the walker was essential for long-distance travel. Like her earlier novel, Song of the Sun God, this book draws on Shankari Chandran's lifetime of listening to the stories of her elderly relatives and the inspiring figures she met through her human rights work, inspiring Sri Lankan Tamil activists and journalists who trusted her, as a novelist, with their stories. They really risked their lives to advocate against the injustices and are also very generous in sharing their stories with me because they all feel that fiction, in a country like Sri Lanka, where the truth is so often silenced and where it is unsafe to speak out, they almost universally, in fact, universally felt that fiction was a very important way of telling the truth. And... They really wanted to give me their stories and have those explored and recorded and remembered through fiction because so many other avenues for those conversations are shut down. And in fact, if you try to have those conversations, it's not just that you're shut down, it's that your life is in danger. The immigrant story is one that we tell particularly well in Australia. I think we've always encouraged writers to explore that part of their story. Caroline Overington is our literary editor. We understand, I think, better than any country on earth how you can leave a place and still really love it. 
and still really miss it. And I think that that's particularly true of this book and of Sri Lanka too. Like we think to ourselves, well, Sri Lanka is a much poorer country. Maybe all the immigrants who come here will be glad to be here. And I'm sure they are. But that doesn't mean that they don't desperately miss the country they came from. Shankari Chandran has a special connection to the Australian. What is it? Well, it's interesting, actually, because she's now written three books, but just as her first one was published, we asked her to take part in our fun, you know how we have a fun little competition every year where we ask Australian writers to contribute a chapter to a book that we're writing that's evolving in real time? And the first one was called Oh, Matilda, and Trent Dalton wrote the first chapter, and then we got, you know, lots of other Australian writers to write a chapter, and we asked her to write one, and she did. You know, some people who, they, they... would be frightened by that idea of being on the same page as people like Thomas Keneally and others who were taking part. But she jumped at the opportunity. She wrote a fantastic chapter. And then last year, when we decided we'd abandon the novel and we'd produce a cookbook because, you know, everyone's buying cookbooks, she put up a recipe for a Sri Lankan omelette. And I'm very proud to say that I took that recipe to my holiday house over Christmas after it had been published in The Australian. And we made that Sri Lankan omelette at my holiday house. And there's a little Instagram video of me making it it was absolutely fantastic and then and then i ran into her at the Words on the Waves Festival about a month ago and she had seen my Instagram and I said, oh, I was a bit nervous. I said, did I do it right? She said, looked perfect, looked perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she's a wonderful person. She's a lot of fun. I mean, she's, I know sometimes writers have a reputation of being a bit aloof. She's exactly the opposite of that. Coming up, the moment Shankari Chandran found out her life was about to change forever. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with the shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. Shankari Chandran has been sitting on the news of her Miles Franklin win for a while, which is not easy when you have 300 cousins. Even finding out the news was a challenge. Actually, Richard Neville from the State Library tried to call me, except, Caroline, that I never answer my phone. No one does, no. (laughs) This is it, right? I don't answer my phone. Worse than that, I don't check my messages. Eventually, Richard and I connect. We speak to each other, and he says, this is Richard Neville from the Mitchell Library of the State Library. Uh And I said, oh... And he's like, I'm delighted to tell you that you've won the Miles Franklin Literary Award. And I said, sorry. And he said, I'm delighted to tell you, you've won the Miles Franklin Literary Award. And I said, sorry. Neville had to break the news four times before it sunk in that Chandran was joining Patrick White, Tom Keneally and Ruth Park in the Pantheon. I followed it for years and have thought, wouldn't it be wonderful and what an extraordinary honour to win that prize because that prize is for Australian life and to be considered worthy amongst Australia's most beautiful 
most passionate and accomplished writers. How extraordinary. And then I thought, don't be ridiculous, Shankari. Go back to work. Or, you know, remember to fold some laundry and feed your children. Chai Time at Cinnamon Gardens was written during COVID lockdown. If, like me, you failed to master sourdough or Pilates in the pandemic, you can add winning the Miles Franklin to the list of things someone else did with their downtime. Fancy awards do mean getting out of the work-from-home gear, though. I have 300 or so cousins, Caroline, and they are all collectively, it's become stalker level. They are calling me to say I cannot come in a tracksuit and sneakers because I basically for three years have either, you know, I write books and in fact do my my sustainability role in tracking. And have four children. And have four children, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they're like, please, please, for the love of God, dress properly. So so my, my cousin's WhatsApp group is on fire with suggestions of what I should be wearing, the fact that I need to wash my hair. Um, I do know that you're... Coming- now, it was a strong field this year for the Miles Franklin, wasn't it? Tell me about some of those who didn't win. Well, I had a soft spot for Jessica Au's book, which was about a mother and a daughter who returned to Japan and visit the country together. It, it was a tiny little book. I think it's no more than 100 pages. And it was also very beautifully written, I thought, very delicately written. And The New Yorker, I think, named it as one of the top 100 books of the year, which is amazing for an Australian book. Little publisher as well, Giramondo. I mean, that's another story as well about the Miles Franklin that the winner's book has been published by Ultimo Press. Now, Ultimo Press is a tiny little publishing house. It was set up only two years ago. And in the first year, they published eight books. And then in the next year, they published 16 books. And then I think this year, they're going to try to do 30. But that's really small. But they take exquisite care. They really choose the ones that they want to publish and they look after them. There was another book on the list that I really liked by Robbie Arn. Uh, Limba Lost, which is set in Tasmania. Tasmania has a thriving literary community. Of course, Richard Flanagan is down there and Amanda Lowry, who won the Miles Franklin last year. And I had a bit of a soft spot for that book as well. It was a pretty strong list this year. The Miles Franklin is under a bit of pressure because the Stella, also named for Miles Franklin, is giving it a run for its money in terms of what happens when you put the sticker on the front of the book? What sells? Now, if you are a stellar prize winner, you are almost guaranteed to be a bestseller now because every book club will get behind you, every library will get behind you, every bookshop will get behind you. That used to be the Miles Franklin and I think they've lost a little bit of that cachet in the community and they need to get it back. So this is probably a good start. Caroline Overington is The Australian's literary editor. You can read Shankari Chandran's Writing for the Australian and find her spicy omelette recipe right now at theaustralian.com.au. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.